0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Black Eagles podcast for episode 251. We should have jo- really should have joined for episode 250, but it kinda of, uh <laughs> went above our heads that it was two fifty at the time, I guess. But Sidan Schwarting is joining me again. He who swore he would never return after the return of Shinot Gunesh, but he's back. Hey! <laughs> Hello! Welcome back, Sidan. How, how is everyone? Yeah, and I was
1: very on the fence about it, but you You wrangled me back yeah, with yeah,
0: yeah. Just kind words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people were reaching out, and they were—they uh, weren't happy about uh, the, the, the the podcast being gone for as long as it was. And uh,
1: well, they, well, let's 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 get back in it. Yeah, yeah, what else can we do? Let's
0: do that. And start with uh, some big news straight away and of course everyone who hasn't been living under a rock will know this already but Besiktas have lost their striker because yeah. our pride and <laughs> joy from, from the world cup alongside Roman Saiz, Wout Wichost has had yeah. a very attractive offer from one of Europe's biggest clubs Manchester United coming after him and he just couldn't refuse I guess they made the an and he couldn't refuse and Manchester United came ringing and uh, yeah there had to be some uh, some some d- stuff done in order for Weghorst to be able to move on and initially Bistesh weren't going to let him go until they had brought in the replacement uh, but Weghorst has been gone for a few days now so you know now we still so, uh, we're, we're kind of used to <laughs> but, that uh... kind of stuff I think Sort of talking out of
1: one side of the mouth. Uh, yeah, that was that's an it was an odd thing. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like this is a scenario where I, I actually sort of sympathize, and 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 I actually sympathize on just about every front that I should mm. and, and I I've done this notoriously where I, you know, I, I could even understand Abubakar like given his age and how much money they were throwing at him. I, I figured like it would take a real diehard to, to turn that down for for love of a club. And in this, in the same situation, I think, you know, think about Weghorst, I, look, man, we knew, we knew we were a stepping stone of sorts, right? And I think maybe we all, we all yeah. thought we'd get, you know, maybe two years, maybe year even three, but yeah. like, that eventually he'd get like one last shot if he had any success with this, right? He'd have one last shot at a, at a bigger league and we all assumed he would want to go for it, right? Like. He, he even said as much right that his whole thing was like getting playing time so we go to the World Cup which was his dream so yeah like I, I don't I, I really find it hard to, to hold it against the guy Man, you is like for all the talk of where they are currently and, and sure, maybe they're like a top 15 side in the world at the moment or maybe 10 um, but certainly like in as far as reputation scale of reach um, marketability, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. They're probably the yeah. top five, top, top maybe five top three, club right? In the
0: world.
1: So, yeah. um, it's really like, I, it would be sort of nuts if he was like, no, like, uh, I'm sitting with Besiktas, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these five months of my life were so amazing in Istanbul that I'm going to turn down, like, the dream of every yeah, footballer to, to sort of, no, come on. So yeah. there's that, and then even even from our club's perspective, and I, you know, everyone knows I would love to hit them up, but and the board specifically, that is. But um, this is a tough one, right? You're between a rock and a hard place where if if, if you're holding this guy, bound said Dream, right, right, from this opportunity, yeah. you could never turn away. Are you really then gonna say no? Like you have to stick this out. Like what what, what kind of attitude do you think you're gonna get for that last week or? right like
0: oh yeah for sure you're, you're gonna get a very unhappy player and uh, that's going to exactly. only cause problems and
1: uh, and so that's one side of it and the other side is, it, is that you have a team to build going forward and right so someone is still gonna yeah. be there and they need that time to further settle in the squad or yeah. to, you know reestablish connections with whoever you know what I mean like there's uh, there's so many reasons why I actually I'm basically very much okay with how this has gone <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah, I think it's a perfectly understandable uh, decision on his part to want to go to Manchester United. I think that you know Bishtec got almost 3 million euros out of the deal because of course he was on loan from Burnley but there was no um, callback option obviously because Bishtec were paying his wages and stuff like that so Bishtec had to agree to allow him to return to Burnley and then for him to go on loan to Manchester United. Um, Bishtec obviously didn't want to stand in his way, didn't want an unhappy on the books and also there's an opportunity that we'll come back to later um, but you know, there's a little bit of uh, a love triangle going on there between uh, Manchester United, Besiktas and uh, Al Nasser. Uh, yeah, so it's it's hard for Besiktas, of course, to stand in the way of, of the player itself. And, you know, to get 3 million euros out of it, it's it's not a bad deal. And, of course, you know, the, the worst part is you have to replace him mid-season. Um, yeah. But uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about this in a bit, but directly heading into the match because of host's departure and he was allowed to leave to Manchester United. And of course, we wish him all the best at Manchester yeah, and they sure. posted a very nice uh, goodbye video on his Instagram, which I, I recommend people uh, taking a look at. But of course, we had uh, an important game uh, against... Actually Kort wait, Westmore.
1: asterisk, timeout. out. Um, while yeah. we're saying goodbye and talking about departures, we probably should mention Javi Montero, which is also a good buy, right? He's off to Hamburg.
0: That's true, yeah. Montero has been loaned to Hamburg with an option to buy for 2.5 million. Um, I think it might even be an obligation, but uh, I'm not 100% sure, depending on certain factors being met. But of course, we will have to uh, gift 50% of that to Atletico Madrid. So uh, if he stays there permanently, Bechtes will receive 1.25 million out of it. what, what do you think about this? Because I know you've always been a fan of, of Montero. Uh, personally, I, I also liked <sighs> him, and I think it's a little bit of an unfortunate situation. But
1: yeah, but also it's actually kind of of all of these players, and we've talked about so many of them who've been like iced out unfairly and never quite gotten the chances they needed. Like this is actually one of the better outcomes because he's going up, it's going to yeah. Bundesliga, uh, and I think
0: The yeah, second even, Bundesliga, but still, it's oh yeah yeah, level, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I end up probably they're probably a candidate to get from him. I assume. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, I think it's it's I think a fairly obvious case where even his biggest fans will say that what he needs most of all is time. I think to some yeah. extent he's a confidence guy, right? And so he needs to rack up a few games in a row. Like we saw it ourselves when he when he actually sort of got that kind of window of an opportunity, he started to progressively grow into the team more and more, and like. Flesh had a role for himself and so the fact that that's not happening with us is a shame you know I thought he was a real opportunity at least just as far as flipping someone obviously with the 50% like it was always you know somewhat limited but
0: um you know, it is what it is. I, I, yeah, I, I, limited minutes at Station and still, you know, the option to buy is two and a half million, so you have to imagine if you've gotten a little bit more mileage out of him and, and, and put him a little bit more on a, on, a, on, a, on a platform and showcased him a little bit better that you would have been able to get Maybe double that. Yeah, uh, maybe so, six. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. maybe five, six, or something like that. But I think yeah, definitely some, some I, mismanagement I, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think on, on, I don't really think on that on behalf of the coaches because I don't really want to blame yeah. Yeah. Is Valerien Smile or, or Shan Gunesh for this. I think he's very much a victim of the the foreign limit, um, and I think it's always going to be difficult for a young yeah. foreign defender to get opportunities uh, if you're if you're not of a level that really makes you um you know the stalwart at the back you know if you yeah. if you're like kim minje at, at fenerbahce you know he he made errors of course but he was he was tremendous for them um and now doing great at napoli i think Attila Salai as well as another example of a young foreign defender that has been doing well uh and montero definitely had had periods of doing well but he also had periods of not impressing i guess and he just needed more playing time more consistent playing time and he wasn't getting that with us so happy for him to get such a beautiful club as, as Hamburg uh, in, in Germany will hopefully uh, do him well and uh, wish him all the best of course
1: yeah I, I, I agree with all that and I think even more so sorry um,
0: no worries I think it's, uh, even, it adds to the atmosphere beyond yeah, beyond that's right yeah, exactly uh,
1: um, but you know I think he should have played, right? But, I mean, you mentioned the foreign thing, and I think the, the, the biggest problem with foreigners, too, is that they're going to struggle as depth, right? For for the foreigner li- limit that you're talking about, but also just given the, the nature of Turkish football, and, like, the way that, especially, like, Turkish coaches typically tend to not have a very long leash for, for new faces, right? Um, so, you kind of expected it, and I think, in a way, it's good for us to let him go because... Given that, he takes up a foreign spot and like, I don't, you know, yeah. we're not in a position to really like, you know, bring up a young player like that and like cultivate yeah, no. him, obviously, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's for the best. And he's not even that young anymore. I
0: mean, I mean, from like from when he he's, he's arrived, twenty three, right? He's yeah, yeah. I mean, relatively. Yeah, so yeah. That's true. He's still young enough. Definitely. But uh, let's let's dig into the game then. On yeah, the weekend let's do it. Because we played against Konyaspor, Sport, <clears> which is and and the way, of course, which is always a t- difficult uh, match for us. In the last nine years, we only managed to win there once, which was oddly enough. Uh, under Abdullah Avci <laughs> surprisingly Ironic. enough, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, now, well, we we uh, we we were off, of course in for a difficult game. Uh, I believe this was match number six under Shinogunesh. Ganesh, uh, prior to which we had lost once, drawn once, and uh, won three games, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So this was match number six. Um, and it couldn't have started in a worse way with... Uh, <laughs> yeah, with, with a f- an absolute free goal. Remen really reminded me of... Uh, if you, I don't know if you remember that goal that we conceded against Galtzreier years, and you know, 20 years, 23 years ago, I think. Uh, Fevzi kicking over the ball, basically yeah. and that was maybe that was maybe even more painful. but uh, and then there's a like like ten years ago, there was a goal when Egerman was playing for us. he played the ba- the the ball back to jenk and Jenk was like a little bit out of position and could and then it rolled in very painfully as well. but um i I, I saw they they gave this goal as an own goal to Mert gunok. Oh, that's which, I, which, I, <laughs> well, technically, I think it should probably be Rosier's own goal, but I think that would have been harsher. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Because he, it was it a was back a pass, perfectly and it was like slow,
1: dinky it was a, pass. Yeah, there was
0: nothing. It wasn't a difficult pass at all. James, uh, sorry, <laughs> <Jing>. <laughs> just just wanted to control it, and yeah, he thumbed, he let it roll under his foot, and very painfully it rolls in the back of the net after just. I think it wasn't even uh, a full minute; it was like fifty or so seconds, um, and we start yeah. a goal down against Konya Sport in Konya, and you know how we have traditionally struggled. I know. Well, uh, so this th- is
1: there's two there's there's this is multifaceted because I think on the one hand it's it's like the worst outcome, right? Obviously, for for the, yeah. all the obvious reasons. Plus, as you said, Konya is such a solid side, and their whole <laughs> game plan is like sc- like score one goal and, and prevent, you know. So. Um,
0: that yeah, under Ilham under Ilham Palut, I think they've been playing a bit more offensive well, football, And they have a beautiful and counter-attack, and, and we'll get into yeah. that. But
1: but actually, what I was going to say, the reason it's multifaceted is because on the other side you have us. And we are a side yeah. who, especially in attack, we've really struggled. And, and for the most part, a lot of it seems like it's heart, it's it's, it's like energy, it's the drive to mm. score, willingness... And so I, I think, in a way, it's almost the perfect thing to, to start off down a
0: goal, because suddenly <laughs> you have that sense of urgency like right out of the gate, yeah, which we yeah. kind of need, right? Like that's been I, lack I of- don't know if I agree with that, but the thing is, what well, what I've felt previously in the season is that we kind of struggled to create open chances, mm-hmm. um, not so much to convert, and in this game it felt like the other way around, where we, we created a lot of good chances, but we just couldn't... Convert, and I, I don't remember that really being the case under Ismail, mm. and and even in the previous games under under Shenol. But in yeah. this game, we we seemed so like I, I just watching the game, I felt like we were never going to score, um, despite creating a lot of good chances. And it, I, a couple of our friends mentioned that this was probably the best game we've played all season. Would you agree with that, Sina?
1: Uh, I don't remember. All the the Val, the, the Val era, like maybe there's a good one in yeah. there. Honestly, I don't
0: like. I, there were definitely a couple of good ones early on. I would t- I would think. Right, because
1: like here's my thing about this match, because you know I, I think we're not gonna like go over everything minute by minute like we, we have in the past. Like,
0: <clears throat> no, I don't have the time
1: for that. Right, no, no, and the improvement was, and the, and the reason I think it. it, it it was sort of a sense of urgency thing. It's like we were showing fluidity in build-up. Mm. We were doing that kind of tiki-taka style thing that we once saw at a time in the Chanel Ganesh era. And so I think for a lot of people, that was intriguing. On the the flip side of it, though, as you said, A, we were sort of squandering chances, and B, I mean, like, I actually think the best chance of that first half was right. I mean, and granted, it was like 45 seconds after the, the whistle should have been blown, I think. But it was that bitiki guy, um, very nearly yeah. hitting us on the counter, and like that's where Konya is so dangerous, yeah. right? And it's that they can really look like fully inept and, and impotent for an entire half, and then suddenly like just immediately switch it on and hit you on a really crazy counter. And we were we were quite lucky; he didn't. I think he was just wide there.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, he did, he did. That was a good chance, but I do have to give credit to Meh there because I really thought he closed him down yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah. and yeah. made it difficult for him. And we also, you know, I think we're both big fans of Ersin, but I think we both also have to recognize that Meh has been stellar yeah. in these games. Well, and that's uh, it, right? In
1: the second half, it's sort of the same story, and, and I, I don't know if we're gonna go over the goals, which we probably should, but yeah. All right, like first of all, so right, let's let's do it. We come out of the gates and score, which is really what we need to do in the second half, right?
0: Mhm. Yeah. I mean, it, Do you it wasn't. Do you want to describe that? It was like I think it was like in the sixty-eight minute or something. So that's it true. Yeah, there there was a bit, but we were looking the more likely to score
1: for the yeah, yeah, We was, did. But,
0: but I think also in the first half we we had already created a bunch of chances. We were definitely pushing, uh, taking more risks, and that of course created space in behind our defense, which Konya, you know, tried to exploit. But definitely here, um, yeah, in the 68 minutes. Again, Jetson Fernandes being involved uh, in in every play almost, and I think that maybe also kind of was the reason why we looked so inept in scoring is because Jetson's finishing just wasn't on point. But he he played a fantastic game and he got himself into a lot of positions just by running with the ball at his feet and creating opportunities and making it extremely difficult for Konya. We've been seeing this. Under Ganesh Gunesh for the last couple of games now, where he's put Jetson Fernandes in kind of that more attacking midfielder yeah. role, and he's kind of given him free reigns almost, and he's really causing havoc against all the the, the sides we've played so far. Yeah. The only problem is that he he's he's got to get that that shot in between the posts, well, and he hasn't been well, doing and that. And the
1: irony too is that our best chance, like I really, have, maybe our. Clearest cut opportunity, unless you count that Redmond one where he kind of just mishits it. But it was a volley. Um, mm. Was Jedson son actually who had a shot from just outside the yep. box, but like Power really we well placed, and forces a great save. And then it's Jank who can't quite get there. Yeah. Right? Jank was like a step behind. I don't think he anticipated it. Um, so Jank was actually. Yeah. Was- I mean, in in the first half, it was actually Jank whose touch let us down as far as the actual end part. But then in the second half. Mm. I think our best uh, near opportunity before we scored was actually Jedson sending it just wide and it was like... Yeah, that. there was one where he should have absolutely yeah. put it away. And then he had a couple, as you said, that like... Yeah, just like if someone who had a, a slightly better shot was, was, at, was at the end there, I think we yeah. would have had another goal or two. Mm-hmm.
0: But he was extremely involved on both sides of the pitch, you know, winning the ball back constantly and then yeah, turning yeah, it around and putting it into attack. And yeah, he got the assist on the, on the equalizer for Cenk, which was a great poacher's mm-hmm. goal from Cenk. And then, uh, you know, after the goal, which usually I, I thought, okay, we got the 1-1 one, one now, now we'll probably take our foot off the gas pedal because that's how it usually goes. You know, you get that equalizer and then you, you got something, you got a point and you don't really want to risk everything getting the win, but I kind of felt like uh, that wasn't the case. It felt like the team very much kept going for the win, which in turn also uh, caused Konya Sport to get more space in behind and get a couple of good opportunities of their own. But then, of course, uh, it was uh, it was it was us who got the last laugh with a fantastic goal at the end Um, with uh, with Joseph de Souza, who played, I think, a disappointing game overall, but he gets the winner. And again, great work from Jetson winning the ball back and turning it into attack and then I think it's ultimately Taifu who had come on as a substitute uh, through uh, Muleka playing it through to Taifu and Taifu um, putting it in for, for Joseph, who had a great finish to be fair and we win it in the fifth minute of stoppage time only four minutes added on uh, which was very yeah. low uh, there's been some tweets about that on uh, on, on the Twitter uh, about the amount of, of, of extra time that Bishops have been getting in the matches in the last. Six or seven games or something compared to all our rivals like our rivals have like two Three ten plus minutes added on and we have like four five six every time. Dude. We haven't had more than yeah. six Yeah, um, yeah but I don't know if you watch Fenerbahce on the weekend, but they got <coughs> ten minutes again yeah, they, scored like, in the fir- third- they scored in the first yeah. minute, but you well, know they they ten, ten minutes and in that game if you watched it that like, there was no VAR moments there weren't any long stoppages or anything that was not a the ten minutes that was like a four or five minute. Extra time They're game. They're getting that Qatar stoppage, man. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Like if you know, look, if there's VAR decisions, if there's red card, there was a red card to be fair. But if there's VAR decisions, red cards, and and and, uh, and a substi- bunch of substitutions, time wasting, all that, then you know they have to stop their watches, and then it's ten minutes. That's fine. But that wasn't the case in that game. It wasn't the case in our game mm. either. But I think our game was definitely a six-minute stoppage time type of match because I remember it was a free kick for Cornaspor, and the, and the play was just stopped for like two three minutes just for that free yeah. kick and just
1: one um, I, anyway i, I want to wrap up that the match with one final thought and that's that i really sympathize with ilhan Palut, and like not just because he got fired afterwards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and supposedly there's some <laughs> politics involved with him criticized I, I, don't, I don't even know the whole story honestly but <clears throat> i will say too that it's a really strange situation until we scored that goal like really at the end Um his side was the most likely to score that second goal and take this match and he slash they had five really big chances on the counter at the end before we scored two uh right uh typhoid bingo and um, Romain size had big stops like like easily maybe would have been goals and then uh, Mert actually had two really solid saves. One diving save. I mean, he might have embellished it a little, but... Um, two big saves from him, and then Mame Tiam just, like... Fell snoo- like, hit the snooze G. button. Or Mame... Mame oh, G. G. Is that right? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he... I yeah, guess Mame the, yeah, is the difference. we has been around a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um <laughs> but you know he he hit like the snooze button. I don't know if you remember that and hit the side and ending on like yeah, a yeah. But so they yeah, really yeah. were pressing in a lot of ways they would have felt hard done by.
0: I think that's that's their game plan, right? Is to hit you on the counter like yeah. that. I mean, you know they had a bonus for 68 minutes where they they got a free goal. Let's yeah. be honest, they yeah. got a That was yeah. 100 that was like not under pressure absolutely nothing going on it was the definition of a freebie goal and they got it and they uh and and, and i think credit to to Besiktas because i don't think they beat uh, a bad Not team i think the, the match shows that that konya definitely uh i mean of course you know they start their their match up in the driving seat and they they can sit back and and play their game but that's Ideal for yeah. them, right? Like you just said yourself. Yeah, they, and, they affected uh, their game plan to perfection, and they well, had, a, you know, a bit of bad luck, perhaps. But I think for, for mm, Ilhan well, Palut, I mean, if you get that goal, can you really say you had bad luck? No, yeah. Right.
1: Well, and that's, no. Well, well, that's kind of <laughs> what I mean, though. Is I think in a way,
0: yeah. That's
1: the only sort of hitch in the game plan for Ilhan Palut is like <clears throat> he, I, his. The way we've lost is they lull you to sleep to some extent, right? And you're like, Oh, we should have scored mm. this, we should have scored that but like, Oh whatever, we'll we'll do it like, you know, on the next one. You kind of you, you assume you're gonna get that one goal and then on on the contrary, at the end they sort of flip it and then they have like four or five and then that sort of rush, they'll score that one and then, you know, you're running out of time or you're you're sort of flustered and then you can't, you know, put together that final attack you need. <clears throat> so in a way it was I yeah. think just like too much you know what I mean? Like they had too much time to have to, mm. to hold the one goal lead. You know, and we kind of figured I it mean, out. We unlocked it in the end.
0: Yeah, if you don't, if you don't score, you're gonna get the goal against right. And but I, I don't want to paint a picture of that it was all Konya's sport because it definitely wasn't. We had our own fair share of chances. You know, with Muleka who had a really good chance blocked, and uh, just we kept on attacking. We kept pushing don't for the goal. Don't forget ball. they also had that corner, think, the ultimate...
1: the free kick that hit
0: the post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh Sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely they had their they had their opportunities for sure. But I definitely think if you looked at the game that we were the better oh, team, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, playing the better football, taking more they were still, you know, at one one, we were pushing and they were countering. They were the reactionary team. They were not so they weren't able to when we scored to take the, the match by the scruff of its neck and, and start dominating us and I think that do, does speak to our performance that the team really wanted to win and kept pushing until the final whistle mm-hmm. and ultimately got the win which is very reminiscent of uh, Oushan's goal in Buxa or uh, the goal itself kind of reminded me a little bit of our goal against Galatasaray where we have scored as well but wow. um, yeah, the reaction of the team afterwards was ecstatic yeah. of course and the fans of course a lot of our, the fans some of our friends are, are saying, well, this this might be the turning point of that's our season." That's for sure. Um, that's definitely the hope. But I also kind of feel like this is the type of game we would have with when things aren't aren't going our way. Mm-hmm. You know Murphy's Law, which we've cited yeah, yeah. many times over the years in the podcast. You you kind of feel like these are the types of games you always well, lose so, when things are not going. Yeah, and either, I right? wanted
1: to say too that like for all of the like you know, pointing out of, of all the colonial sport chances and all that, I think it's it's important to note that not only did we win, and I think start playing some of the attacking football we hope to, at least in the build-up again, right? The finish, that's another thing, but we'll get there. You know, it's ironic, but I think you'd also agree that, like, in a lot of ways, I think Cenk, you know, for all the praise he's gotten, like, he could, he could, like, if he'd put away a few of these chances he's had, we'd be singing a very different mm. tune of that things in general but um regardless of all of that one has to say that beating Konya sport in Konya, no matter like everything else like that is a feat unto itself
0: yeah even in a championship season that's a big win right no it is it is and and definitely the biggest win of our season so far credit to Konya Sport for building up that strong home reputation as well over the years and also screw Uh, Konya for for
1: firing the dude who, who built that honestly like I don't get that at all
0: yeah, it's diff- it's hard to understand because if you look at Ilhan Palut's uh, point average, uh, finished third with them last season, now he's in se- seventh position. And you do have to say, look, if if, if Rai, Fenerbahce, Trabzonspor, Shir, and of course Beşiktaş are all fine for top five, and then you have Adana Spor in, in the mix as well, then I think seventh is probably the best you'll you'll do as Konyaspor. I think it's a very good position for them. And they've had a good season so far. They've also, you know, they didn't do great in Europe, of course, going out. That was a very unfortunate and a little bit of a scandal, really. Uh, going out against, was it Fardar, yeah. I think? Uh, no, no. Wasn't it? Um, or did was it, it the, Whatever the, it, was. it was. It was not so impressive. Yeah, something <laughs> Anyway, they they went out against the Swiss second division oh, yeah, team, basically. Yeah, 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 it was Vardar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Liechtenstein side. I wasn't. Rem- I didn't. I didn't remember exactly if it was Vardar or if it was a different club. Because I like, think it was Vardar. Vardar kind of gives me like Albanian vibe. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, that wasn't good for oh. them, of course. But they did do great in in the league so far, I think. Um, but yeah, a big win for us. Um, now we have Ankaragücü tomorrow, uh, or maybe by the time you're listening to this today. Uh, in the cup and then we have uh, Kajserispoor in the league if I'm not mistaken which is also a, a testy game and well I don't want to we don't have that much time left so I, I don't want to spend too much time anymore on the game so let's head into those next games of course tomorrow does Ankaragücü, which is an important game for us for the cup but then in the, in the league we have another important game against Kajserispoor, every game is important right now and the question, the big question is, who's going to be our strikers, right? We have Jankos, we have Jackson Muleka. but who is are we going to have a new striker to replace Wout Weghorst by that time? And uh, Sina, maybe you want to shine a light a little bit. And of course, you know, people who are listening to this podcast probably know already. But who's the number one candidate? So
1: the triangle of love, which sent uh, Ronaldo from Manchester United to Al Nasser right and we've sent that back horse to Manchester United as replacement so naturally the last piece of that little love triangle is Al Nasser sending Abu Bakr <laughs> back to us uh, which I mean uh, you know that's the big rumor uh, supposedly it's just like a matter of waiting it's a matter of
0: minutes hours days it's it's a it's a matter of so the, the Al Nasser coughing up the, the fuck-off fee for Abu Bakr, right. basically, yeah, that's how, that's for uh, you know terminating his contract, which uh, was reported in Saudi already like on on, on the 7th of January that uh, his contract had been terminated and stuff like that. But that's obviously not true. Uh, his his contract, his license was taken away, so to speak, so they could register Ronaldo, but then they had a player get injured, so they registered Abu Bakr again, and he was on the bench this weekend against Al-Shabaab, didn't play a single minute, uh, um, and he's not included in the squad for al Nasser's game against Paris Saint-Germain a friendly match uh, this Thursday I think so um, so he's not he's not gonna be in that squad and it's you know, the expectation has been for days now that uh, uh, Abu Bakr will terminate his deal today oh he'll terminate tomorrow oh it's tomorrow again and every day you know the, the big the big man himself, you know, Serjan Dickmeister, <laughs> he uh, said, uh, oh, by the latest Monday, well, it's Tuesday now, and we still don't have any news. And it's typical, bitch, really where, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, or like Fikret Orman used to say, half the year, it will be, it will, it will come true, uh, we'll see next week, you know, it'll uh, come to fruition next week, but, uh, <laughs> We've been waiting. Yeah, Dick um, Baum was it, like, "It could be a day. It could be even sooner, right?" And it's been like more than a day. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> what, freaking... that's, what the, thats what he said yesterday. Um, well, but, Dick know, Baum. Let's all <laughs> let's assume the best. Let's 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 let's, let's assume the best, and that we finalize it, and that he's on the bench against Kaiser on the weekend. What do you think of getting Abubakar back?
1: I can't think of a better option, honestly. Like realistically speaking he was fantastic for us that season and i think part of the reason why we were so hurt by him snaking us is because he was so vital for us and we all knew it um and obviously Mm. how he snaked us was pretty bad again like why he did it i i get we all get and i think if he just comes out if literally if he comes out and says guys i can't play tomorrow because if i do i'm not going to get 20 million (laughs) dollars as a 30 year old fine whatever but like just the whole whatever. But so for him to come back, and if he does that, signs on for this of what like two and a half plus one? A, it, it finally breaks the, the Strikers curse. Assuming there's no freaking like some weird clause that gives him a way If he does,
0: or he doesn't, uh, or he doesn't get a, an awful injury. Oh yeah, I or the, a, and his injury history is obviously that's a, an even bigger thing. But yeah.
1: but. You know, as much as Jenk and Jackson Muleka maybe are not the guy you want
0: as your first option, they're—I think both very much guys you'd want I as think, your second I mean, option. I mean, i think I rate both. You know, Jenk has been great this season. Let's be honest. I don't—I don't see why he—he sh- he couldn't be number one, right? And Jackson, I think Jackson has been great as well. Even though he's almost every single time had to play on the wing and he's acting he's a striker. Uh and he's he's been doing the ungrateful job, so to speak. Um and he's definitely not being played in his best position. He's got he's gotten goals, he's gotten assists. It's been a while since he's gotten a goal now. He's got one in the cup under Shinoganesh, but he hasn't gotten one in the league for a while. But again, you know, I think against Konya he played a Aurelian, one of our friends, was critical of him, but I think he worked he his did. socks no, and off. It's important uh, to know, he it, came out, had a great start with us, and then kind of got iced by Val.
1: Val made some yeah. poor decisions, right? Ben- benching Jedson was like the cardinal sin, but, but I think yeah, um, icing Jackson Muleka was pretty dumb too, all things
0: considered. Even if you just use him as like a super sub up top, you know, yeah. I don't know why not. But, but he had Cheng as well, exactly. right? And yeah. it's it's like one of those things where he had Wickhops, yeah. he had Cheng, sort of he of had and he had yeah. and and that. The problem with that was we, we had a shortage on the wings because of Gazal's injury, so we only really had Nkudu and, and and then Redmond, who came in a little bit late. So, Muleka was almost, and still is almost every time, being used as yeah. winger. And that's not his ideal position, of course, even though he's gotten some tremendous assists, and I, I definitely urge people who think he can't play on the wing to have a look at some of the assists he's gotten and as some of the assists that he didn't get because players didn't finish it, mainly Wout Weghorst. Now, people talk about that big chance Weghorst missed Against Galatasaray in the derby, who gave yeah, the ball yeah, exactly. for that That's Right? It's it's Muleka, and don't 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 sleep on his ability to play somebody else yeah, true. He's a very he's, unselfish player, actually.
1: He's a great. He's a. I think I still think he's going to turn out to be a very good addition. Um. Finally, I think it's what's also I so. worth noting that you know all those fears that that existed for months now that Rashid Ghazal's season is completely finished. Are unfounded. he mm-hmm. supposed to be back in March. Okay, uh, and so that's good yeah. news for Let's this conversation so. too, because it kind of it means yeah. that whoever is up top will be getting good service for much of the second half. If he stays healthy, so. well. yeah, right.
0: <laughs> True, truth. But but yeah yeah, but that's definitely one thing. Like we've not had a good season so far, but we have also missed our yeah. best player for almost the entire right. season, which is a defense for um, both of and our and coaches
1: for Val and uh, for for you yeah. right
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm um, look, I mean we saw in remember the, the derby against Fenerbahce, right? Where we didn't do shit for like 70, 80 minutes and then Gazal comes on yeah, and suddenly think, oh, everything changes and we yeah, and, and, and we, 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 we bring it to them, and it just makes such a big difference when he plays, and yeah, he's being missed sorely, and we need him back, obviously, but it's still going to be a little bit of a while, but let's hope, you know, with Abubakar, he, is, of course, has a different skill set than both Muleka and he can And he right? We saw it in the World Cup, he, I mean, he yeah. Creates, yeah. Yeah, he can create his own chances, but he can also create chances for other players. Yeah. We've seen that in his previous stints with us. You know, he's really a- he's able to put somebody else through. Um he's I mean, and of course Muleka like I said before, he can play a ball through as well, but he's not that that's not really he's not a creative player. Like he's good in attack going forward and all that, but but Bogar has that little bit of extra. Um, and we did, like you said, we did see it in the World Cup even when we saw his quality. Even though, very puzzlingly, <laughs> Rigo Song started him yeah, on the bench. Uh, but he, he scored a fantastic goal against Serbia and then he scored a historic winner for uh, Cameroon against Brazil in the 98th minute and then got sent <laughs> off in typical Bukhar fashion. <laughs> both stunning goals, but that Serbia goal in particular where he like... Oh, I mean...
1: Right, he like jukes the player and then lobs, the, like sublime stuff. One of one of the best goals of the of the tournament, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Is it uh, is it gonna happen? It better. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. It better. I don't like if we're, if it's back to the drawing board. And we have to like find someone. I don't have
1: faith in this board to do that. Uh, yeah. I just.
0: I, I hope so <laughs> I, th- I
1: think we really need Abubakar at this point
0: yeah uh, I think we do I think we need to I mean look, can you imagine the riots that would break out if they didn't bring in Abubakar but letting Weijos go yeah. um, fans are not gonna are not gonna accept that and n- nor should they I mean you know the, the, the board <sighs> definitely owes yeah. something to, uh, to to the fans That's now not. right they need to make this happen. Even though I think that, l- let's say worst case scenario, where, where we don't get a new striker. I think with both Cenk and Muleka, we have great options, but they um, just need some quality. You better be
1: getting like uh, the best six, like Kante. You better, you, better, you better be doing something like really <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> other way in, in another part of the team. Uh, but really, I think for me, honestly, yeah. I, I would say we need that striker. We uh, and that We'll have a conversation about Jenk another time because he's obviously. I didn't mean to say he's not. He's he's, he's back, right? He's scoring. He's healthy. He's uh, contributing. Yep. But I just I, I think you'd agree that like the, the fanfare has been a little much because he sort of dropped his from from that that first like spark he had. Yeah. Um. So I really feel like we need that striker, and then I think a six, right, Joseph. As much as I'd love to defend our captain of, of our championship side and a, and a, a, gr- a, a seemingly mm. great dude, great contributor and all that, he's been he's been injured yeah.
0: for a large part of the season. Now he's injured again. He apparently still struggling with his knee. Was playing half injured apparently this game, uh, and now he's out again for the Angers game it tomorrow. Seems to be just that. Um, like,
1: he hit what, like 34, right? And I, I think the injuries have piled up, and I think it's safe to uh, say, is he?
0: Is he 34? I don't know. I he might be. It. I think he's from 89, so he's probably 33. Yeah, either but, way, yeah. though, you know what I mean? It.
1: I think he's just finally reached that
0: point where injuries, yeah. are, you know, they can curtail his
1: season. And, like, you, you can't. It's such a fulcrum of a position. Like, you can't. You know, you need someone who you mm-hmm. can rely on there. And we don't really have a backup. I, I Seeing
0: Nejip play ever is what we need to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> He's about, he's about to turn 34 next month. So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, look, maybe if he gets a couple, if he gets a while, he gets properly healthy again, he'll be a good. You see, he can still contribute. But for sure, I think we need to look towards the future in that regard. You know, we have Atiba, who's probably retiring at the end of the season. Then we have uh, Joseph now, who's already 34. And we need to look to that next. Uh, defensive midfielder and J- Jetson isn't that, isn't 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 that player, right? Apparently Jetson... not. <laughs> so. I mean, look, he he can definitely do the defensive workload. We've seen that. Like his ball recuperation is phenomenal, but he's got more to offer than just that. I think Jetson needs to play in the box-to-box role, and you need a six next to him, and then you yeah. need maybe another. Mm-hmm another box-to-box or another uh, a little bit more of a crea- creative player or something like a deep line playmaker or something like that I mean I think in modern football you know your playmaker is probably going to operate more from the wing than They're from operating. the center of the field but yeah maybe we'll see that's, that's why um, on. never he faded out huh? <laughs> I think that has other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to mention his shit attitude, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say shit attitude, but I just think that, you know, Ozan just, the consistency just wasn't there anymore. I don't know what the reason was for it, you know. I think we all love Ozan, and he's doing okay now in, in Holland for Fortuna Sittard. so I wish him all the best, of course. But, you know, we definitely could have used uh, a good Ozan this season, or last season, or this season before. As, as say, for last like, five years, <laughs> six years. <laughs> you, could, you can never say no against a good Ozan, but um, Unfortunately, for the last three, four years of his career, uh, we were never really getting that consistently. Yeah. It was always like a moment that we got for a brief while, but that was it. Anyway, Sinan, um, thank you for joining me for episode 251. Yeah. I think we've covered most of it. We haven't been able to cover everything, but we do have we got the, limited we got the, the time. bulk of it. Yeah, exactly, we do. So hopefully by the next time we record, we will be able to uh, tell you a little bit more about our new striker. Yeah. And, we waited uh, but, oh, <laughs> by
1: the way, we should just make a note that we delayed doing this because we thought we'd have news by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come exactly, on, man. Exactly.
0: Come on, <laughs> board, get the, it together. You know, <laughs> Sergeant said Serg- Serg- uh, Monday but it's Tuesday already, Sergeant. What's happening man? What's happening? <laughs> No, I mean, I I didn't expect, you know, I have to be honest, you know, I've been following the club long enough to know that shit doesn't just get it doesn't <laughs> happen the way finalized yeah, like ever. that. It never works out like that. And you know, probably, you know, if I can't imagine Al Nasser being, oh, you know, there's somebody really eager to sign him. and we can maybe snake him for a little bit of money. I, I don't understand that really. You know, these bastards just gave fucking Ronaldo 350 million so euros for two for, for two and a half seasons and they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, you know, make Abu Bakr... Uh, I mean, just give him his fucking money, man. Like, you, it you, just speaks you, to poor you, business <laughs> practices, right? It's like, since it's, you're in the back window, it, you're no longer a it, priority. It, it, it just goes to show you that, like... Uh, Arabs and Turks maybe aren't too different (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Fucking (laughs) bastards.
0: (laughs) The (laughs) difference is that Turks spend money they don't have and Arabs have these, I mean, you know, the Saudis they have all this money and they still don't like to part with it. You know, they have billions and billions uh, that you know, they don't even know how rich they are because you know, it's all uh, privately owned money but uh, terrible Business partners between them. One side
1: hiding what they can do and then the other side like being shady about the back end of everything,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's hope it all gets solved. Let's hope we manage to uh, get a little bit of payback on Ankaegujut tomorrow. Because I, you know, I really hope that match isn't going to escalate again. Because that was such a, you know, that's also you know, also part of the reason I think things kind of went downhill for Val was that Ankaegujut game mm. that definitely shocked players. Uh, and I hope tomorrow, none of that shenanigans, but I'm already... I'm I'm confident there's going to be bullshit, because oh, yeah. they're all... You know, one was already talking about, oh, you know, uh, uh, it's an important game for us, and blah, blah. The fuck off, man. You're fighting relegation. Try to stay the fuck up, and, you know, the cup is the least of your concern, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm so fucking pissed at Anker Egeju, man. I'm so fucking pissed at the fact that, that this fucking TFF allows... Uh, this is so typical that we have to play these dirtbags again, and in fucking Ankara again. It's so typical. This the same season where that bullshit went down. We have to and watch the minimal protection shit again. Oh, watch them nap, put I, up the stuff sure on the sides, and throw the a bunch of crap on the field every time we get a corner or we get a we ah. They're going to be throwing crap at our players. It's going to be horrible uh, because you know. But you know what? Like they're. Hopefully they'll be down there with their little butt buddies uh Busa spore in uh, the amateur. Yeah, so they can enjoy the Yeah, one I thing. mean, you know, see how it goes for you. If if that's your driving drive driving force for being a football club to be uh cunty to other clubs, then it's one in the side of, of a real side. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah. But but it's worth noting that for us the cup is super important, oh, sure. and uh, it's gonna be on what is that? Is it TRT one? Um, I think they're on
0: the ASP uh, or, or ATV channels usually, aren't they? Oh good, those are free yeah. here I can, But uh, I, can, I don't have to worry about but definitely, that. Definitely, yeah. With the, with the with the limited amount of European tickets now, uh, very important to win the cup. Really, the cup has become mm-hmm. important for us. Um, look, we are definitely in the race for top three in the league right now because we've done okay on the channel. Güneş. we've got four wins, one draw, one loss. Uh, and and yep. has been dropping a lot of points. Anka uh, Trabzonspor has been dropping a lot of points. Adana Spor has been uh, Adana Demirspor has been dropping points. Of course, we beat them. Uh, and then uh, Başakşehir has been dropping points. So everyone's been dropping points except for Galatasaray, really. So we are very much in the tick of things in that race. I I would I would argue. From those, cl- from those teams, we're probably getting in the best form among them. Uh, Fenerbahce definitely are going to be in the top three at the end of the season, you would imagine. Uh, but let's hope uh, that, that we manage to finish there as well. But the cup is still very important, especially if you want to go to the Europa League.
1: Yeah, and... and- I, for me personally, like the Europa League, we, we've said yeah. that before, I think, on air, but it has more mystique, a little more charm for me than other oh, definitely, tournaments. Definitely I, now. I feel like we have a we have a place in it, yeah. right? Like we could actually do the, something the there. If we put together league, a good I think team. the
0: Conference League is an intriguing, that's, intriguing true. that's competition true. Yeah. that we could actually go far in, would be interesting. For. We could actually win. That, 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 Maybe. I would love yeah. to win that Conference <laughs> League. I wouldn't mind playing Conference League either. But uh, let's we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. discuss this more as the season continues. But for now, exactly. uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Eagles podcast, everyone. Sinan thank you very much for joining me, and I hope uh, yeah. we'll be able to speak together again soon for the next episode. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you know everyone. what you have to <laughs> say, <Sinan. laughs>